chip on the floor, man. Some neighbors are saying way too loud. Welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Loose Lug Nuts, the NASCAR podcast by the average fan. For the average fan, I'm Evan Roberts alongside Thomas Dick. And Thomas, we had an off weekend for Easter this last weekend. We're about a quarter of the way through the Cup Series, so we'll give our quarter report. We'll break down all three uh, series, trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. We'll give uh, we'll break down what's happened so far, what we've uh, what we've liked, and who needs to pick it up as we uh, hit the main stretch here. But first, some news around NASCAR. This is something that I saw come across the wire uh, earlier uh, today on Monday, and that's Rick Rick Ware Racing and Biohaven's Nurtech and Nine Line Apparel were honor fallen service members during the Memorial Day Coca Cola 600 at Charlotte. And each of the four uh, Rick Ware racing cars will represent the four branches of the military, uh, kind of snubbing the Coast Guard, but the uh, <laughs> Air Force, Marines, Army, and Navy will all be featured. And then here's the cool thing, and this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up, is Nine Line Apparel will offer uh, commemorative t-shirts honoring the fallen service members. And if you purchase each shirt, the buyer can submit the name of a fallen service member uh, that would run on the hood of the respective branch uh, for which they serve. And then a portion of the proceeds will be donated to 22 until none, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to ending veteran suicide. So pretty cool to see uh, Rick Ware racing and nine line apparel and biohavens Nurtech get in on this and something that I think we can all appreciate. Yeah, that is pretty, uh, it's a pretty good uh, idea. Um, I just hope uh, someone out there without a sponsor, maybe I can pick up the Coast Guard. You know, I'm from Ohio and all these years we've protected you people from uh, Canada. Um, so we know what it's like protecting the coast. The Coast Guard deserves some respect. So anyone out there with a, a car that could get a, a fifth uh, the branch in there, that'd be perfect. And then you can still partner with Nine Line Apparel, get that shirt. So if you want to help out, uh, go to check out Nine Line Apparel, see if you can buy a shirt and then uh, nominate somebody who has given their life for our country to get their name on the hood of the car. So let's get into our quarter reports. Let's start with the truck race. Let's take a look at the point standings. John Hunter Nemechek in first place with 211 points. He's got five stage wins. And Just got one. married, by the way. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he got – I'm not married. He had a baby. God, I ruined it. Oh, he had a God. baby. They named the baby Aspen, which Aspen is we did. met someone at uh, – we met someone the other day at Aspen watching Chicken Shit Bingo. Yeah. So uh, – you know, it all comes around. Sorry, he, Brett Moffat got married. He had a baby, oh, uh, John Hunter Nemechek. He didn't have a baby. His wife did. Yeah, he just. I told. mean, if he had a baby, that'd be like probably a whole different episode. Well, he'd probably get an SB if that happened. But sorry, go back onto the points. I interrupted again. That's so John Hunter Nemechek uh, in first place just had a baby, or his wife did. New father, uh, one race win, five stage wins. He's got uh, ten playoff points. Ben Rhodes. Uh, just right behind him, six points back with 205 points. He's got two wins for 10 playoff points. Sheldon Creed in third with 190. Matt Crafton in fourth. Stuart Friesen in fifth. Austin Hill in sixth. And then Zane Smith, Grant Enfinger, Todd Gillen, and Austin Wayne Self round out the top tens. Your overall thoughts on the point standings 
through the first five races of the truck cup series not huge surprises i i think probably a little surprised john hunter nemechek's been so dominant albeit with some uh he's gotten some assistance from kyle bush as we've talked about on past episodes um only people like we'll go over our disappointments so far not really a disappointment but just surprising to see johnny Sauter outside the top 10 but somebody has to be outside the top 10 and if grand Enfinger doesn't get the waiver to get into the playoff I mean, being in 11th, basically being in 10th. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's break down to the rookies Carson Hochaver, Chandler Smith, Chase Purdy, and Haley Deegan. Hochavar with a 14 point lead over the other three. Uh, Chandler Smith really hasn't been able to gain some traction. And then Purdy and Haley Deegan are kind of a little too far behind them. As we mentioned, Hochavar, is that how you say it? I think it's host of our, but we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get some phonetics on that for the yeah. next episode. So he is in 12th place with 109 points, Chandler Smith in 15 with 95. So a 14 point lead uh, for Carson over Chandler Smith. And then Chase Purdy 19th overall with 71 points. And then Haley Deegan 21st uh, with 69 points. Your thoughts on the rookie class. Well, it's funny. Cause I, like I was looking at where they're at in the standings. Like, Oh, I mean, they're not having good years. But then I, like, I jumped on to look their age up, and they, I forgot. Like, Hostavar and Chandler Smith are both 18. Uh, Haley Deegan's Deegan really young just too. turned 19. So, they're, they're, what's that? I said Deegan's really young, too. Yeah, just turned 19. So, they're, uh, I mean, they're where you expect them to be, um, you know, and they're learning each race. And, I mean, I even give Haley probably a little more leeway than the other three because they were all raised on uh, like pavement oval type stuff. And she she came in from um, off-road dirt racing and whatnot. So she's got a little bit more of a learning curve. But I mean, it's respectable for their age. Now, if they're in the same place two years from now, three years from now, it'd be like, hey, you know, give the <laughs> truck to someone else. <laughs> but yeah, respectable. And uh you know, Chandler came in mostly because of the ride he was in. People probably expected more. And like we, the last race, we saw him every time he he uh, he was on the TV. He was spinning around. But they still have time to make the chase, and uh, you know, good starts to their careers. So we mentioned John Hummer, Hunter Nemechek in first. We mentioned he's off to a good start. Who are you looking at that's had a little bit of a disappointing start? Somebody that. Uh, you know, these upcoming races need to start uh, making something happen if they want to make it into the playoffs. I mean, uh, like Tyler Ankrum, uh, he's a 2019-2020 uh, playoff guy, and right now he is 28th place. He is he is behind part-time guys. Like, he's behind Christian Eckes, has only raced in two races. Um, he's 63 points off the cutoff now. Um, he's had slow starts in the past, but nothing this slow. Right, right now his best finish is 18. So even with a slow start, there's nowhere you can point to and say, "Hey, they could run fast <laughs> eventually." So yeah, he definitely needs to pick it up. Um, I know he's had a couple accidents, but you know that's part of the deal. Avoid the accidents. Have a fast truck. Yeah, the one I was looking at was uh, Rafael Lassard. He's currently in 14th, made the playoffs last season. He's won two stages this year, but he's 14th overall in points. Just can't 
uh, get that big win and get a big race going. Um, he's one that, you know, was in the playoffs last year, thought he'd already be in the mix, but as of right now, he's from the, on the outside, uh, looking in and he's quite a bit of ways away, 12 points, uh, from the, from the cutoff. Well, and even he had the third place finish at Bristol and you're taking that result and you're like, did he turn the corner or is that a dirt race fluke? So yeah. it probably need two or three races down the stretch to see or down the road here to see if he's actually improved stuff or if that was just a one-off. So we will see they are racing at uh, Martinsville this upcoming weekend. We'll see them. We'll preview again uh, this upcoming weekend uh, in Friday's episode, but let's take a look at the Xfinity series and Austin Sendrick is in first place. He's got two race wins, four stage wins for 14 playoff points. Daniel Hemrick in second with 231 points. Harrison Burton with 212 points. He's in third and 65 points behind Sendrick. Sendrick does have a 46-point lead over second place. Daniel Hemrick, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Haley, and Jeb Burton, four, five, and six. Allmendinger got that win in Vegas. In seventh place, it's Myatt Snyder. Eighth is Justin Allgaier. Ninth, Jeremy Clements. Tenth, Brandon Jones. Eleventh, Brandon Brown. And twelfth, Riley Herbst. Your overall thoughts on Xfinity? Um, once again, another one where there's not like a huge shocker in the in the like playoff spots right now. A couple guys you might think um, would be in it would be Annette and Gregson, but I mean they're right outside. Like Annette's only one point out and and Gregson's uh, 20 out. I thought Austin Sendrick would be uh, doing well. I didn't think he'd have a 46-point lead this early. Yep. Um, and he's even got, as far as playoff points, he's got a, a eight-point lead over Almondinger. So um, he's in good position for this early in the season. And just like the Cup Series, there's only uh, two rookies uh, so that uh, competed this season, and that is Josh Berry and Ryan Vargas. Josh Berry uh, 22nd overall with 79 points, Ryan Vargas 30th with 60 points. But it's funny because Ty Gibbs, who's not even running a full schedule, has only run two races and is 11 points ahead of Josh Berry, or excuse me, nine points ahead of Josh Berry. Yeah, um, I mean, we're going to talk about it later. I think I think he's one of your picks for, uh, I'm not going to spoil the alert, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's had an impressive season. Josh Barry's been pretty strong, but, uh, you know, he just hasn't been able to finish yet. We, we mentioned a couple races. He had some incidents, and um, if he gets better at uh, finishing, he could, he could be a really strong rookie and possibly make the uh, – the. do they still call it the chase and the, the play? Oh, they, they just call it the yeah. Xfinity playoffs. They don't have, like, the junior chase. Um, that would sound weird and pedophilish. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think Josh Berry shows a lot of potential. Ryan Vargas, uh, we're just going to leave it at Josh Berry for now. Yeah. Your disappointing start to the season. Uh, Ryan Sieg um, is probably, I, I would say, definitely. Um, he's a three-time playoff guy, and right now he's sitting in 20th place. Uh, he's 50 points out of the playoffs right now and just a mixed bag up and down his last four races. He's got a 37th and a 38th, and then he's got an eighth and a 10th. So, um, 
need more ace and tens, I think, need less 37s, 38s. That's a good philosophy to go off of. Get them to get the top tens. But uh, my disappointing start, I, the more I thought about it, I think I'm just going to go with uh, junior motorsports in general. I put Noah Gregson down because Gregson's in 14th place with 114 points, which is 163 behind Cendric. He has no playoff points. But the more that I looked at it, I mean, junior motorsports, they got the win from Justin Allgaier, and that's all they have. And Allgaier's in ninth. Uh, and then they're in 14th, 17th, and 19th, I believe it was, that I had. But uh, at least that's where they were in the owner points, and it's just disappointing to see them. They haven't had really good runs. They've had Gregson up at the front, but, I mean, he hasn't really finished races uh, all too well. So the, the Junior Motorsports was kind of who I had as kind of disappointing start, but more specifically Gregson, just because he's had – so many chances and just can't do it but i mean we've seen glimpses of him i mean in atlanta when he went down early he was able to battle back and get a top five finish but i just think overall i wish i think they would agree that uh they would have some better finishes yeah there i mean there's several races we've mentioned where they showed speed but then you looked at the results and they were all in the teens and whatnot so they definitely um i think uh junior would expect better all right, and then your, we did do this in the truck, which I just realized, but your pleasant surprise. Wait, what happened to the trucks? No, I'm saying we talk, we we have singled out pleasant surprises. We didn't do that for the truck. Well, so I, we I think it's uh, the reason I didn't put it for the truck is like, like you have some background for the uh, Xfinity guys because a lot of them came from truck and whatnot. Yeah. Whereas I came into this seasons podcast with no expectations out of the 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 truck people so no one maybe next year since i'm yeah. following arca now i can <laughs> have, have some uh, pleasant surprises but i'm going to I, I weighed two options on this one part of me was leaning towards um myatt snyder uh but i went with jeremy clements uh, he's a one-team guy or a, a one-man team. Uh, he's sitting in ninth place. Uh, he's got some pretty strong finishes: tenth, ninth, tenth, twelfth. Um, just his whole career. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran. He's up there uh, in his thirties. He's always been sixteenth, fifteenth, fourteenth place. And the only year he made the playoffs, two thousand seventeen, he got in with a road win. So you know. Most NASCAR diehards that want to race at North Wilkesboro would call that fluky. Uh, so the only time he got in the playoffs, he it was with a road course win, and then he ended up finishing 12th. He didn't make the first cut. So right now he's got a solid ninth place team, um, and it seems like a team that could, you know, if you improve, keep improving, they could make that round to eight, possibly, you know, with a win somewhere, make that round to four. Um, so I, I give him the slight edge over Myatt Snyder. And then uh, my pick's uh, basically the obvious one. It's Ty Gibbs. I mean, he's he's racing a limited schedule thus far, but in his two races thus far, he's he won the Daytona road course and then finished second uh, at Phoenix. He's just a guy, you know, I think he's 19 years old, grandson of uh, Joe Gibbs, and just he's dominated his first two races, and I don't think anybody really expected that, but he's won. And then I guess another pleasant surprise, I didn't put it down, but just colleague racing in general and how I think they've been pretty good and they're all – uh, sitting right there in the top six good answers that's like we did research 
So let's head to the Cup Series. Again, they are racing at Martinsville this weekend. We'll preview that in our episode that comes out on Friday. Denny Hamlin leads the Cup Series with just three stage wins, no race wins. But he has a 58-point lead over Joey Logano, who's in second. Martin Truex is third. He's got that uh, win at Phoenix. Kyle Larson, fourth. Brad Keselowski, fifth. William Byron, sixth. Ryan Blaney, seventh. Harvick, eighth. Chase Elliott, ninth. Christopher Bell, Austin Dillon, and Michael McDowell rounding out the 12th. So if the season ended right now, those would be uh, the guys in the playoffs. Yeah, Denny's having the type of season that actually led to the chase, you know. Had those years where, like, uh, I want to say Kenseth ended up winning the thingy, and he only, like, won one or two races. And then someone else, Ryan Newman, maybe, rattled off seven or eight wins and finished in, like, second. And so, I mean, Denny's having that kind of season that led to to where we're at. Um, He's but I see so him winning consistent. here. Yeah, can, I mean – there's something to be said for consistency, but uh, they took that out with the playoffs, which I think sort of thinks for the better because there were years in the 80s where you didn't need to watch the last two races because basically a guy who uh, had such a big lead, all you had to do was finish the yep. race, uh, you know, to, to win the title. So good for Denny. You know, he's in those pajamas just grinding every week, getting those points. Just eating dominoes and getting top fives, but no wins. Uh, let's look at the rookie class. It's not the greatest rookie class we've ever had, but uh, Chase Briscoe leading uh, Bass Pasta, Anthony Alfredo. Chase Briscoe in 27th with 104 points, and then Anthony Alfredo in 30th with 58 points. You know, really, again, nothing too spectacular. None of them, you know, Chase had a disappointing start. Um but he's got a pretty solid 46 point lead over fast pasta. Yeah. I mean, I said the beginning of the year to me more interesting this year was going to be how last year's rookie class did because this year's, I just thought um, chase was in a better vehicle. I thought. Um, So he had the advantage right there um, from the beginning. So I really didn't see this being a, a race at any point, but you know, it's an award, so we're going to mention it and uh, talk about it. So the we've kind of talked about them before, uh, but your disappointing start is Stuart Hodge racing. Yeah, I mean, sort of like, I'm not going to say sort of like Junior Motorsports in the Xfinity because Junior Motorsports has showed some speed. Um, like Stuart Haas has been non-competitive. Harvick's in eighth place, no wins. If you told me beginning of the year Harvick was in eighth place, I would have been like, you're a moron <laughs> because I think, you know, figured it'd be second, third, fourth, probably have a win or two in there. Cole Custer coming off a playoff year. He's sitting in 23rd chase Briscoe rookie of the year 27th. And then Eric Amarola, who, if I had to pick one person to be the disappointing start, I would have keyed him, but I just wrapped up the whole team and put it in a little bushel basket. And yeah. And I don't know. It, uh, it's going to be a tough get for them to get two cars in the playoffs. Um, I think at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think we, I mean, we've talked about it before and uh, just about and they probably had the dreams of three. Year. They probably had dreams of three cars. I don't know if they thought Chase Briscoe would, but they definitely thought yeah. Custer and Al Marola would fight for a playoff. It's just been disappointing because we've seen Harvick at, on the pole 
And then he just has completely fallen off and we haven't seen him since just, you know, really hasn't been competitive in the same, especially for Amarola. I think you hit the nail on the head there. If you had to pick out one guy, I think he would be the one that's kind of run into some bad luck and really hasn't performed well. Sad. We want to see Hunt Brothers Pizza and Bush back up there. Yeah, we still got to do our Hunt Brothers Pizza review. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. So I my disappointing start, and this was hard for me, but I'm going to go with Kyle Bush. He's the only Joe Gibbs racing member not in the top 10 in points. He's got a pair of top five finishes, but really nothing else to show for it. Um, we've talked about it before. He's just kind of struggled um, a little bit. He's currently 13th in points, so he's right on that edge. But, I mean, if we keep having – uh, new winners, you know, you you still think that Hamlin's going to get a win. Harvick will uh, get a win. Maybe Kozlowski, he's been close. So the more that we get these winners, the more crucial it is to get up there. And Kyle's just been a guy that really hasn't um, impressed me. And another name that I was thinking about, and I don't know if it's really a disappointing start because I didn't have a lot of expectations for them, but I felt Bubba Wallace in 23XI, 23.11, racing would be a little bit better than 20th and i think they expect to be better than 20th and it, it, i mean they ran into some bad luck at the bristol dirt they were running the top 10 um got taken out but i mean other than that you really haven't seen bubba are they in 20th or 21st 20th. 21st sorry yeah 21st, 21st. So, so it 21st should be with it should be 23 xxi <laughs> <laughs> i get it get it um yeah i mean was it Jordan said he doesn't write checks for losers? Yeah, and so, but I mean, what 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 were what were the expectations for that team coming in? I think, I think, I, maybe I, I think, I think playoffs. I think being that they need to team. get to sixteenth place or, or get a win. Yeah, um, I think that, that I'm going to talk about it later when we give the grades for the season about like just the the difference between. I'll talk about it later. Well, who, who's been your pleasant surprise then? Uh, pleasant surprise. I'm going to go with, I originally had Christopher Bell because I thought you were going to pick Michael McDowell. <laughs> uh, but I went with, uh, I'm going with Michael McDowell. I mean, the just the Daytona was a pleasant surprise. But also, if you would have given me the point standings after seventh pl- uh, races and told me Michael McDowell would be in 12th place, um, that would have been a surprise to me. Like he's consistently been a guy in the 20 low twenties. So, and he's only three points outside the top 10. So, yeah, I mean, they, they've, uh, they've had some struggles recently. Um, definitely need to start getting back in the top 10, top 15 finishes every week, but yeah, he's in a, he's not as solid as he was after week three when we're like, Oh, he's in a great place just because all the, the winners that have been winning, but, I honestly don't. People have talked about it. We've talked about it at nauseum. Sorry, uh, we apologize. But I don't think there's going to be more than 12, 13 winners. I think we've gotten most of the new ones out. Some people are going to start repeat winning. Um, so I, I think he's going to be okay. I mean, we still have Hamlin doesn't have a win. Kislowski doesn't have a win. Harvick and Chase Elliott don't have wins. You got to, I, I mean, I think those guys would definitely. Uh, sneak that could change 12 and i think that's where we end up at all right or 13 12 or 13 all right i'm gonna go my pleasant surprise with Carl, kyle larson he's he had a we all know it he had a very rough off season 
Um, and kind of similar, we didn't really know what to expect. Everybody knew he was a good driver, um, but again, went through a lot of adversity in the offseason. Brand new team moving over to Hendrick Motorsports. Um, he has one uh, race win and he dominated. He, you know, you could argue he should have had a second one in Atlanta, but his tires went uh, a little raw and he lost uh, lost to Ryan Blaney. But uh, he's one that pleasantly surprised and he's done a really good job with them. Your thoughts on Larson? Good answer. I mean, I definitely didn't see him uh, being in fourth place right now with a win. You know, I figured 12th, 13th, where uh, Austin Dillon's at, maybe. Um, just because he had been away for so long, but maybe that Toyota development guy was right. <laughs> we don't need no stinking practice. Yeah. Uh, some other guys that were my honorable mention that I wanted to, um, that were pleasantly surprised, but not as good, in my opinion, as Kyle Larson is uh, Chris Busher. Um, he's currently in uh, 17th place. He has a, a one stage win, um, ran really well at Homestead. Um, and then Daniel Suarez, he's in 20th right now, but he has had a couple really good races, um, finishing fourth. And then in Atlanta, he should have had a better finish, but got caught uh, speeding down pit road. So those were two guys that honorable mention that I thought deserved a shout out, but uh, Kyle Larson, my pleasant surprise. It's funny seeing uh, Daniel Suarez and Bubba Wallace in 20th and 21st because I was watching, uh, I watched the the F1 race in Bahrain, Bahrain, how Bahrain. do you say it? But yeah, wherever. Um, I, I was watching that last week and people were getting like, oh, Formula One's the greatest, blah, blah, blah. I, like I watched the race and the th- thing about it to me for that is the speed of the car does not come off on tv like i'm watching it it's like oh look they're going around no one's passing each other <laughs> the only time someone passed someone uh and for the lead was with like 10 laps to go and lewis hamilton uh he had been cutting this corner the whole race which is supposed to be illegal if you get an edge and he did it for like 37 laps before they gave him a warning and then after the warning, he did it like five or six more laps. Well, then Max Verstappen's going to pass him, and he cuts off that same corner and passes him. And they're like, hey, that was an illegal pass. You got to slow down. And let." And so he had to slow down and let Lewis Hamilton go around. The only pass up front. So I get on Reddit. I'm like, people have to think this race was as bad as I thought the race was. And I jump online and all these people are like, no, it was a great race. These guys in seventh and eighth were battling the whole time. It was great. I was like, <laughs> like battling for seventh and eighth. And then I remember watching Drive for Survive or Drive to Survive or Survive, whatever that Netflix thing was. And the big difference, I think, between Formula One and, uh, and, and NASCAR is like they mock it in uh, Talladega Nights, you know, either first or last. Like everyone in uh, NASCAR is trying to win the title. Well, they got like they've sold fans in F- uh, Formula One that only two teams are going to battle for the championship. And then the rest of them have these like made up little rivalries. So they're like battling for ninth place. And it's really awesome if someone beats someone for ninth. That is like, uh, Pitbull and Michael Jordan are battling for 20th place. And if this was Formula One, like I would jump on Reddit right now and be like, yeah, Pitbull's like beating <laughs> up Michael. Look at that. There's a, and, but to me, they're having mass seasons. Yeah. It's, 
just I don't get the Formula One thing. Like I said, you like I know when you're at the track, it's different because those are impressive drivers and whatnot. But just the actual racing and the fact that when the race starts, only two or three guys have a chance to win yeah. unless something catastrophic happens. Just it's meh to me. Just meh. I just had to get that out of the way. That wasn't on the rundown, but I just saw Bubba. That was quite the rant, though. I saw Bubba and Daniel's name next to each other. I was like, if that was Formula One, that would be like one of the lead things going into the next race is these two guys battling for 20th. So you don't want to do an F1 podcast? Huh, you know, if we get some sponsors. <laughs> All right, so back to NASCAR. Real racing, not that F1 crap. <laughs> Uh, how would you how would you grade the season thus far uh, through seven races? I think I'm gonna give it a B. We're just doing cup, right? Yeah, I, I'd give it a B. Um, high points just for hey the variety up top, a lot of very competitive. Couple races at you threw a couple stinkers at us with Atlanta and Phoenix. Um. I see it getting better. Like Bristol, I think had the weekend not been interrupted and it had, they had the kinks worked out, could have brought it up to a B plus a minus. Um, I think next year it will. I think once they get it, that all ironed out, I think it will solid B with uh, showing definite room for, I think it will improve. Yeah, I agree. I think it will improve. I'm a little bit more pessimistic. I had it around like a B minus C plus just because we had um, two weeks of meh racing at uh phoenix and atlanta um and then that i mean it sucks and it was you know you had the rain and the flooding um in bristol and i think that like kind of you know pun intended washed away some of the excitement um that we had heading into there so it wasn't anything performance wise because the race was awesome but we didn't get the qualifying we didn't get the practice um that we were kind of looking forward to seeing so I mean, I agree. I think it's a, a lot of room for improvement, um, but I do like how competitive it's been. I mean, we haven't had, we haven't had a repeat winner yet. So through seven races, we've got seven winners and I think that's pretty exciting and something that we love seeing because I feel like last year was just a lot of Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick through the regular season who, which of those two are going to win. Yeah. Between that and the COVID that's all people talked about. Well, yeah, but I'm stay, I'm talking strictly racing. So, wow, I mean, what, so far, what's been your either your favorite race or your favorite moment this far? Um, I had to narrow down to three. Um, I'm going to take out Bristol weekend just because I think had it we had the qualifying, had they not had the rain issues, and then the it seemed like the track was down during practice, like they weren't having the dust problems. And I know they had to hurry up and fix it after flooding, which led to some of that not being able to see. So that gets bumped on the third. I thought Las Vegas was a great race just from start to finish. I have that too. Number one, Michael McDowell. I just, A, it was great to see a guy who's just been plugging away, finally get that big win that, that he's been looking for. But B, it just, it led you to think, hey, a lot of crazy stuff's going to happen this year. I know there's usually a, a, a weird winner, but that race, Denny Hamlin was leading the whole way, um, had some issues there towards the end. If he would have won that, right now we'd be talking about 
Hamlin's running away with this thing. He's got a 60-point lead. He's already in the playoffs. But just having Michael McDowell win, uh, everyone at the track seems to like him. Um, just a good story, and uh, I thought it was a great moment. It's my favorite moment thus far. It wasn't in the Cup Series. It was in Xfinity, and it was with uh, Noah Gregson's interview with uh, our good friend Jamie Little. And after he got destroyed by David Starr, just rammed right into him, you know, was, what, nine seconds ahead of second place at Homestead, Miami, and Starr blew the right front or right rear tire, and uh, Gregson kind of plowed into the back of him, and that's where, you know, he says, we got too many dipshits on the track and went on and on and included these sponsors. So that was probably one of that. And then one of my other favorite moments was when Gregson got punched in the face uh, for almost killing uh, – uh, who was it? Uh, was it Burton? Hemricks. Or Hemricks. Not Hemricks. Uh, Hemrick's uh, pit crew. So that was pretty cool. Another uh, favorite moment uh, that's happened is the crew being released on Netflix. Cause I think it's a hilarious show and I can't wait for season two and I hope they renew it. Oh, they have, I thought you were, see, I thought you were breaking news. No, you had me all excited. <laughs> no. Now I'm sad again. No, like I was excited. Now I'm sad. All right. We'll wrap it up with your favorite paint scheme thus far. And it could be in any series. Well, I think we're going to do both because I have I have one picked out for uh, Xfinity. Xfinity first. I'm going with the Kyle Weatherman. He had the uh, police car uh, themed uh, car that he raced out in Las Vegas. I have that as my Xfinity, and then for my Cup, I'm going to. <laughs> Oscar Mayer hot dog carb, you know, you put uh, any type of food products on there, I'm probably going to give you a thumbs up. So Ryan Newman with the Oscar Mayer that he, he drove out at Homestead. Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to go for Xfinity it was the Bailey Curry, Bailey Curry learner and row injury attorneys on the 74 car and got a uh, career best seventh place finish uh, at Phoenix and then for the Cup Series, I'm going to cheat a little bit. I'm just going to say all of Quinn Huff's. He got, he's got the three good ones, Mountain Lock, Main and Tail, and, of course, uh, Eight Ball Chocolate Whiskey. Which they tell us it's coming to Texas. Yeah. Now I'm confused. They said it was going to be here at the end of the first quarter. I don't know what kind of fiscal calendar they're on because, to me, the end of March is the fiscal or is the quarter. Um, but – I'm going to go to Specs or Twin Liquors sometime this week and see if I can find me some eight ball. And, uh, you know, we're going to put some eight ball in the side pocket, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so you're excited about that. We love uh, Quinn Hoffs at Starcom Racing. And I got excited because uh, on our, our Instagram, Loose Lug Nuts Podcast on Instagram, we got a notification and it said Starcom Racing is now Fake. following you. And I said, I thought to myself, holy shit, well, they're following us because we keep tagging them and keep pumping out those paint schemes to our 30 followers and they love us. And then it was some fake account. And I'm like, who the hell makes a fake Starcom Racing account? <laughs> There's someone out there. Yeah. So some jackass is sitting out there making, like, I could see if it's like Hendrick Motorsports or whatever, but like, who the hell? do you think you are following our podcast and getting my hopes up thinking that Starcom Racing's following us? You think there's a loose lug nuts pod with two D's uh, yeah. account out there somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> there isn't before there is now. You just gave somebody a good idea. 
they're probably going to go comment on all the drivers instagrams and call them f and gonads or something (laughs) that's not something i would do (laughs) maybe after some eight ball whiskey you'd All right, so that's going to do it for the this uh, episode of Loose Lug Nuts. Again, you can follow us on Instagram at Loose Lug Nuts Podcast or on Twitter at Loose Lug Nuts Pod. Tell a friend to download, um, subscribe, rate us five stars. Um, but it's uh, we're a quarter of the way through uh, 26 regular season races. We are seven down. We will be back on Friday to preview Martinsville. They're going to be at the paperclip. And it's a back-to-back short track uh, races after coming off of Bristol, but we'll be back on Friday uh, to preview all that and break down some more uh, news around NASCAR. Any final words, Tommy? Yeah, anybody, uh, if we have any friends of the program in uh, Austin, Texas, if you have uh, some phone number for David Comey, if you can get that in Bailey Curry's hands, I want to see David Comey on his hood for uh, the race at Circuit of the Americas. We got you know, uh, about a month and three weeks. And we got to get the attorney that rocks on the hood of a freaking car. You know, Austin ain't as weird as you guys are effing telling me. <laughs> That's right. Coda, baby. That'll be at the end of May. May 23rd is when that cup series is. But that will do it for this episode of Loose Lug Nuts. For Thomas Dick, I'm Evan Roberts. We will see you on Friday. We'll see you guys. I grew up in Texas where football was my game Until that racing fever started burning in my brain Started running many stops when I was 13 And won a short track championship when I was just 16 I met a man named Harry Hyde and he built a car for me Sponsored by Granddaddy Hill and Strillin' My Talladega finish was the start of my big dream. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. And I'm glad I had Granddaddy on my side. You've given me my wings, now it's up to me to fly. Thank you for the ride, Harry High. say that lady luck has given me the brakes i must admit she smiled a bit but it's me that runs the race now you can't be a champion due to luck or circumstance i'll do the best i can for those who've given me the chance thank you for